Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Are you saying that you lack muscles in your tongue? Let's stop there. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app that was heavily edited and taken out of context. And I don't appreciate that. I don't know what you're talking about. Way to go, Jonathan. (laughs) Way to go. I really don't know what you're talking about. The uh, weak tongued Phil Mackie. Not Not here this afternoon. <laughs> what? Oh man. Uh, I got nothing for you on this one. He's back in You're uh, on your own, Rami. He's actually back in my old stopping grounds of Milwaukee visiting his uh better half's uh, family. We have a lot to get to on today's show, including reckless speculation abound concerning your Minnesota Timberwolves and the rest of the NBA ahead of Sunday's free agency frenzy. Write that down at five o'clock. We will uh, hold each other accountable for predictions we've made in the past and wrote down and then write down new predictions that we will hold each other accountable for in the future. And a big surprise, by the way. Really? Well, there's one big surprise there. And write that down? Somebody who ordinarily does awful did pretty well last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. That's yep. True. Somebody's luck might be turning. And I think we have a, I think we have a, a new leader. Yeah, we do. In the batting title race. About, I don't want to talk about that part. And uh, I mentioned the NBA free agency frenzy at 440. At 520, we'll talk about, and these two things are related, why Rob Manfred failed again. Yet again, Rob Manfred failed as the commissioner Extremely of disappointed. Bad. With him. It's not good. I am extreme. I thought, I thought that replacing Selig was going to be this big step up. I had hopes. And not that Selig, Bud was just in, in the uh, pocket of, of his f- fellow owners, but Rob Manfred has disappointed me time and time again, Rami. Uh, also not good yep. is uh, the news that the Minnesota Twins announced today. They placed Eddie Rosario on the injured list with the sprained ankle that he suffered uh, just a couple nights ago. Ari Adrianza mm-hmm. is activated, and uh, Littell is optioned back to AAA. Thorpe is recalled. Lewis Thorpe. Lewis Thorpe is recalled to replace new bullpen uh, arm. Littell. Yeah, they need a new bullpen yes, arm they have after to, yes. an 18-inning game last night. All right, Mr. Uh, uh, baseball Guy. Yes, sir. In the last two weeks now, we've gone 17 innings of target field. And 18. Regular season games only. So I'm not suggesting playoffs. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to have second thoughts about trying to get these games done in some way, shape, or you. form? Because because of the fact that baseball and baseball people are going to look at bullpen use and pitcher use, and, and the, the um, emphasis now put on keeping people healthy is huge, and it's hard to do. Are you having second thoughts at all, given what's happened in the, uh, twice in the past two weeks? I want to keep it as is. Okay. I'm okay with 17 and 18 inning games. Enough, you changed. All I mean, they, they this is the first time I think they said I was listening to the uh, the flagship last night in my car because it was still on after because it was still on after work. we got off the air somehow. <laughs> yes, and uh, I think they said this is the first time the Twins have had two games that went 17 innings or more in the same season since 1969. I think you're correct. I think I heard the same thing when I got in my car. So we can't react to instances like this and be like, things need to change, people. This we can't have this happening because it doesn't happen. This literally this hasn't happened in 50 years. Mm-hmm. 
So, I'm just asking you. I'm so, not throwing no, it out there. I, I don't want to change the way extra innings are done and decided in Major League Baseball. If if you're going to change anything, like I said before, if anything, after 12 innings, for entertainment purposes only, home run derby. You take your three best batters, I'll take my three Hold best batters. Hold on a batters, second. We would be better we off going to the guy on second base after 12 run innings. Der- That's not fun. You'd be better off going to, but you're not. That's not fun. Give but, me home run but derby. we're not looking for fun so much as a way to get the game done so that, that Kyle no, Gibson no. doesn't have to come in on a bullpen day and pitch. That's well, why we're trying to get the game done. Well, that's your concern. But the the real concern for Major League Baseball is we can't have five and six hour games. Nobody wants to watch a five or a six hour game. So you're doing it for entertainment purposes. I think it's two pronged. What's think, more entertaining? I think it's both. Then home run derby. I think what we're saying, both of us, is why. I think, yes, they they would like to make something that captivates fans and gets the game done, but I really think, as you put a premium more on more on keeping people healthy and bullpens not being completely destroyed, that there's a baseball health aspect here, too, that is at least going to be discussed. I think within five years, we are going to see, in the 13th, a guy put on second base for each team. I, I really would hate do. that. I think we're going to see that within five I years. I hate that. I think idea. your guy, Manfred, is going to do exactly that, though. 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North if you have thoughts on... I'm uh, very torn, too. ...how Major League Baseball should conduct extra innings. I'm very torn. But I don't... I'm not cutting again, dry here. We don't need to change anything because this isn't something that happens. What we've seen... It's happened twice in the last two weeks. ...does not happen for the first time in 50 <laughs> I, years. I, listen, I saw it happen twice in the past two weeks, okay? Fair enough. For the first time in 50 years. I understand that. So it's happened literally twice in your lifetime. You turned 50 in what? A November. few months? In November? November, yes. It's happened twice in your lifetime. Right. So it's a literally twice in a lifetime occurrence. Okay. So I don't think anything needs to change. If you're going to change anything, let's give let's go with a more entertaining option and just give me home run derby after 12 innings. My three best guys against your three best guys, and let's go. I. I don't like that idea. <laughs> I don't like that idea because I've seen it in my favorite sport, hockey, and it's called the shootout. You have 162 games. Yeah, five, and hockey's five, got too many, too. Five are going to be determined by a home run derby? Uh, fine. Whatever. It was entertaining. It was fun. It, it would had, get people a, talking. We had a good the time shootout, watching When it. the shootout started was was great fun. I didn't like it, but fans enjoyed it, and I said, then, you know what? That's fine. And then after a few years, everyone, me and, and the rest of the world for the most part, said, this is just boring. We'll get to your calls in a second. But uh, like I was saying, more bad news for the Twins today. Jose Barrios, he goes on the uh, on the injured list, Judd. And we, we mentioned Barrios? the other roster. Not Barrios. I'm sorry. Rosario. Rosario. Eddie Rosario goes on the injured list. I was looking at the injured list. And Jose Barrios is on there for the, the blister. Got a blister, yeah. Um, but now this is the Twins injury report. Mm-hmm. Williams Astadio, 10-day injured list. His target date still to be to, to still to be determined with a left oblique strain. I mentioned Barrios. They're saying he should make his start. Actually, he's scheduled to start tonight, Correct. right? Yep. All yep. indications are he will start. Byron Buxton on the 10-day DL. He may come back later this we week with the know. right wrist contusion. We really don't know. Marwin Gonzalez, they're listing his return date as possibly July. Mm-hmm. He's on the 10-day IL with they're the right very, hamstring strain. They're very cautious. And uh, Eddie Rosario, as I mentioned, goes on the 10-day IL today with the left ankle sprain. The All-Star break can't come fast enough for this baseball team. And I'm not I'm not panicking by any means or any stretch of the so, imagination. So nervous the me. breaks are cut. They're winning this you division. Sound nervous to me. I'm just saying, to get back on track and back to full strength. And Kepler's and, hurt, too, in playing. What, that's right. Yeah. I, he, might be, he might be on the IL if they weren't so short-handed. Mm-hmm. The All-Star break can't come fast enough for this baseball team right now. That's probably true. That's probably true. It's a banged-up team. But this team is, and and this is the smart thing, this team is ultra-cautious, but they can afford to be, and I don't blame them. Right. So that that's not a criticism. But Buxton, Buxton probably could be back, but he got hit on the wrist, and guess what? They have likely said, if we rush him back and he changes his mechanics and starts to struggle, that's a really bad thing, right? Because he's finally got, got his mind right and he was actually playing very well or pretty well before he got hurt. So the fact that the Twins are taking a cautious approach with, with a pretty comfortable lead on Cleveland, to me, is a wise move. And you're right. All-star break can come. Get guys back. Um, the only The only thing that's going to be really intriguing for me to see, though, is when guys start to come back, what they do with a big third baseman. I and think Sano's got to go down. I think if he if this doesn't, it's gotten 
it's gotten aggressively bad. It's difficult to watch. It's hard to. It's like watching bad acting right now. It is his at bats make me cringe and cover my eyes right now. I'm not joking you. It's really hard to watch. I a week ago, I said they need to do something. But if you send him uh, to AAA and he goes down there and mashes, does it mean much? And my answer a week ago was no. So keep him here and try and solve it. But after what I've seen now, an extended period, aside from I think he hit two home runs last weekend against Kansas City, Rami, I think you got to send him down. I know it's a small sample size, but I mean he's he's doing what Miguel Sano does. I know he's he's but he can he can't hit. Is he right really now. batting one ninety five? Yes. I thought I, I was looking he, at the wrong. Count. No, I believe he was zero for seven yesterday. If Betting I'm not 195? mistaken, yes, yes, he he plummeted through below two hundred at some. Point probably in the middle of the game on Thursday. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I'm... it's just not. It's not feasible. It's it's not fair for it's not fair for a team that has a lineup of guys who, for the most part, have a lot of professional at bats. But is he better off going down to the minors, or is he better off staying up here and working with James Rouse and 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 the we staff? We talked about that, and and I I said I said he's because you're not better gonna, off staying here a week ago. You're I not going to need that. him every day. Once Marwin Gonzalez, Rudy is Hernandez, the uh, who who is Rawson's assistant. What I would do is I would send Sano down, and I I would send Hernandez with him for like three or four days, and I would say go down there and work with him because you can't keep doing this up up here. It's not fair. If this team was not very good, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, Ed, this is hard to watch, and he's terrible. But you know what? This team is bad. But this team is not bad. And you've got a lineup of guys who have really pretty much professional at bats. And then you get to Sano and Rami. It is I'm I'm not trying to be a jokester here. It is difficult to watch him bat right. No, now. I know. I don't. I, like I don't disagree with it's you. It's difficult. I don't disagree with you. But I could also make the argument based on what you just said that they have the luxury of him trying to figure it out up here, rather than sending him down. You say it's embarrassing and it's not fair to the Twins, who are a a first place team and I look postseason bound. To, to to make them have to put up with what they're seeing and, and dealing with with Miguel Sano right now. But the, the flip side of that is you can afford to. Like if Miguel Sano cost, cost you a few outs, but I want to win. the magic number is 75 on June But I still want to win games. And that, not just for purposes of my standing in the American League Central, but for all of baseball. Right. For and the American League. The exactly American right. League. right. When Marwin Gonzalez comes back, he should play third base. Every day? I mean, you'll have lots if of you're gonna, if, back. If Sano's here and you're going to play him, I play him a couple times per week. But I just, I think for, for the purposes of what we're seeing right now, I've changed course and I would send him down. He's got an option left, so it's not a problem. I don't hate the idea. I just feel like... If he was just struggling, I'd be like, just calm down. No, but it's ugly. But it's, yeah. It's really ugly. Yes. I didn't realize his batting average had plummeted to 195. As I said, if I am not mistaken on Thursday... Over seven, and the at bats, he's just—he's absolutely he looks right lost. now. He's guessing when he misses, he looks completely yeah, lost. He's guessing. Let's get a call in here six five one six four six eight two five five. I can't see my call screener, Jonathan. Who am I talking to? Something weird going on here. Ah, Billy, Billy, you're on Score North. What's up, man? Hey guys, uh, you know the thing with Sano, I got to have a couple points, but the thing with Sano, it looks like he can't even time a fastball right now. It started when uh, Hader blew him away with three straight fastballs, and he swung at every one of them right down the pipe. And I'm thinking, well, he can't even hit a fastball right now. He's not seeing it, or he's not doing something. He's not even connecting on it or touching it. And my other point is uh, the 18 inning game. You have people that will complain that it's too long and this and that, but it's a product of what they want out of baseball. They want the long ball. So it, when it comes to extra innings, that's when you want to play small ball. You, you, you try to get especially for the home team. They, they didn't even, like when they got a runner on, they weren't trying to bunt them over. I don't, I don't know if people don't, you know, don't know how to bunt or whatever, but they, they still stuck with the swing and a miss, try to hit it over the fence and have a walk off celebration where if they went to small ball, they probably would last 18 innings. I'll see what you guys think of that. Appreciate the call. Well, if if you bunt now, you're pretty much going to be criticized by the entire baseball world, right? Because it doesn't make sense. So, and that's fine. Um, the Sano point's a good one, and and I think the, the word "lost" is the fair word. He's just lost. He's completely lost. Yeah, and occasionally he connects. Occasionally, rarely now, but he can. And if he connects, the ball can go a long way. 
But I don't think that that the trade off of that is worth continuing to watch the the majority of the at bats essentially look like a guy uh, in baseball parlance going down to flames. And bunting, although I know that this this challenges what we grew up thinking, and I'm I grew up thinking this as well. It actually moves the guys over, right? It reduces your chance of scoring more times than not. Do we know? And there's a lot of there's a lot of math and research that goes into what I'm saying right now. Run expectancy, yeah, goes down in most cases where you sacrifice an out to move a runner 90 feet. So the games would go even longer. If teams were playing more small ball than they are, we we would probably be looking at a twenty inning game last night. Do we know why? Why not Thursday night? I believe or th- Thursday afternoon, Wednesday night. Jonathan Scope tried to bunt, I believe twice. No, did you see that? I don't think I did. He tried to bunt a couple times. In which game? In the game yesterday? No, no, no. In in the game, the inning when Cruz came up and cleared the bases with with the uh, three run double. Scope, I believe, was up in the same inning before before Nelson Cruz came up, and he attempted to bunt a couple times. I know, I and was I meant to ask Rocco. I'm not remembering. I this. meant to ask Rocco, and I forgot to say, was that you or him? Because I can't believe that Scope would bunt. But then again, I, I also struggled to believe that Rocco would put on the bunt. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a fan and with of Polanco. The bunt he did not all. remember when Jorge Polanco absolutely bunted on his own. So I, I, I am. Wrestling with the fact that Rocco would have ordered Scope to bunt, I can't believe that's the case. But it shocked me when Scope squared around or tried to. I know that not cha- successful. I know that challenges common sense and what we grew up knowing about baseball. Judd, it was ingrained into you. Yeah, move the guys over longer than it was ground, to me. But ground out to second, right? Yes, guy on third or a guy on on second. Ground out to second was seen in the seventies, eighties, into the nineties as a great play. Right, you advance the runner. And then and a bunt, same thing. About twenty years ago, somebody thought, "Hey, why don't we, Stop. why don't we calculate how yeah, often people <laughs> score after a bunt versus after not a bunt?" And it turns out that you're hurting your chances to score when you're sacrificing one of the twenty-seven. That's the most the most valuable resource you have in a baseball game as an offense are outs, and it has to be just the right situation mm-hmm. to sacrifice one of those outs. Let's get in a uh, butch real quick before the break. Butch, you're on Mackie and Judd with Rami. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Hey. I totally agree with Judd. For three years, all we talk about is what's best for snow, what's best for snow, what's best. What about what's best for the team now that we got a shot here at going deep into the playoffs? When do we put the team before snow? He's had plenty of chances. He can't seem to figure it out. And... You know, granted, we got an eight-game lead. I mean, there have been teams that have caught the leader eight games behind. So I'm not buying into this, just keep throwing them in there because we have this big lead. Um, I'm, I mean, <laughs> you're right, Judd. How long do we have to sit and watch this guy hit two home runs every 40 at-bats, the other 30, 80 whiffs? Thanks, Butch. Thanks for the call, Butch. Yeah, and... I've got to believe that, that they're at some type of uh, breaking point here, right? There's got to be something, too, because because it, it is the key thing that Butch said, too, is watch the at-bats. Like, statistically, you could say, well, he hits home runs, and that's it, basically, and he'll connect once every X amount of times. But when you watch the, the at-bats now, it's to the point where, where, and I'll say this, too, it's not fair to him. Right. Like, you are putting yeah. him, you are sending him up there to fail. And he is guessing, and he is failing consistently. And he's going to run into a pitch every once in a while, and it's going to leave the yard, and we're all going to say, look at that majestic Miguel Sano home run. And that's all fine and dandy if it's often enough and if the at-bats look competent. But when the at-bats stop looking competent and look like this, and you're watching them, and you're Levine, Falvey, Rocco, Rami, Judd, I don't care whom, right. at some point you say to yourself, this is now making no sense from our end. And the answer to his question of when does it become about what's what's best for the Twins versus what's best for Miguel Sano, up until this year, most Twins fans, and I think a lot of people in the Twins organization thought, the best thing for the Twins is that we get Miguel Sano going, and that's that's one of the few keys that absolutely has to go our way for this thing to work. So you were willing to go through some stuff to to get him on track. Now that you're a team that's contending and you got here without Miguel Sano being very productive or healthy for most of the season, 
It is about what's best for the Twins sans Miguel Sano, if that's what it takes. But at the same time, you have afforded yourself the luxury of an eight-game lead to, if you think the best way to get this guy going is to keep him at the major league level, working with your major league coaches yeah. and getting a pinch hit at bat every third night or whatever the case might be, then you've afforded yourself the luxury of running that risk of those outs that he very well could end up getting for you. And there's two things here, too. Keep in mind, this is it now. Like they, If, if this does not get worked out here in the next few months, Rami, this is it. He's done here. Because if you send him down again, the, DFA the options are done, right? Yeah. But more importantly, if he continues uh, to have this approach that we've seen in the past, what now, month plus at the plate, he you can't trade him, or you can for almost nothing. So so on track two here, which, which is Buxton, Sano, young players, which is, can the Twins be successful through 2026, okay? If Miguel Sano busts now, which he's consistently doing, he's out. He is out. So so their dilemma is not, well, let's just try this again, and if, if it doesn't work, we'll bring him back in spring training in 2020 and see how things go. This is the last time. Buxton has come through and played well. Mm-hmm. But, but and we discussed this from the day that you joined this show, the question was Sano and Buxton. Can you save them both? And if the answer and it seemed like you had to save them both for the success of but, the twins. But if the answer as we sit here now is Miguel Sano cannot be salvaged, it's over now. And that's okay. You've you've But that's what they're trying to find out. Right. I, I understand their dilemma. I just think that the dilemma right now involves using that last option on Miguel to put him in Rochester and say Get out of the spotlight. Go do your thing. And if we could save you, great. And if we can't, we now know. But getting to that answer, which I feel like, unfortunately, we're close to, is a really important uh, piece of the formula to the long-term plan of this organization. And you've improved yourself enough to the point that you can probably pull the plug on that earlier than you otherwise would have been able to. When you when you were hinging your future on Bucks sure. and Sano, right? Yes, Absolutely. So we'll see what happens with uh, Miguel Sano. Maybe he's traded. Maybe he's. But they do have to down. get guys back. DFA, yeah, they have to. But get they guys they've back. got a lot of guys hurt. So this is a beat up baseball team. And the fact that I, I know some Twins fans aren't happy with the last few weeks, but the fact that they've gotten what they've gotten out of this beat up roster over the last couple of weeks to me is somewhat impressive. To be quite honest with you, do you think people aren't happy? I think there's a few. Like really, we, we've said this before. I still. Yeah. Okay. The the. The unhappy are the most vocal, sure, on, especially on social media. But you know what? This team continues to be, and they're a good team. This team, to me, continues to be exactly what we've talked about for two months now. And they're a good baseball team. Good baseball, and they team. got guys hurt. Yep. But they are consistently, if I'm not mistaken, they are consistently still uh, successful in in winning series. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Like you're not going to sweep lots of series. Right. And. Could they use pitching and, and bullpen help? A lot of teams could, and yes, they could. But there's nothing I've seen that absolutely shocks me or surprises me in a way where I say, okay, this is a really, really bad thing. And does a team like this deserve more than one All-Star? We'll discuss that right after a short break. You're listening to Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Hey everyone, it's Phil Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you right now. I've been a business owner in my life a couple different times, actually. And so I can relate to what you go through on a daily, on an hourly, on a monthly, annual basis, that roller coaster ride and that never-ending sea of problems over here, but also the exhilaration of those incremental wins over there. You get the whole spectrum when you're a business owner. And so if you're in this group, I recommend getting to know Federated Insurance, which has over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local marketing representative. You won't regret it. Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. 
Join Callum Williams, Jamie Watson, and myself tomorrow afternoon for coverage of Minnesota United and FC Cincinnati from Allianz Field. Pre-game at 2.30 p.m. right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. And let freedom run this Independence Day at the Red, White, and Boom TC Half Marathon Relay and 5K in Minneapolis on July 4th. Enjoy hot dogs, All-American Pops, and a free Summit beer. For sign-up information, visit scorenorth.com, keyword boom. Thank you, Jonathan. And you're going to be on the sideline for that game, right? I will. Suit it up. Like crazy. What's the heat supposed Suit to be tomorrow? Heat index at 110. I'm looking forward to it. Rami is not leaving his apartment. You could not pay me enough money to be outside in a suit tomorrow. No. That's crazy. I'm happy for you, but I can't believe I that, that in those conditions you, yeah, that's you can't awesome. wear a golf shirt. Like, it's really cool, but... Come I'm not on. keeping the jacket on the entire time. No, you know, once just, I get down there, I'll take the jacket off. But like a nice, like a really nice golf shirt to me would more than suffice. And I've seen a few guys pull off the uh, the suit with the shorts on. What about this polo thing? That they yeah, you could wear that sideline, can't you? Yeah, I've is that not professional it enough? Supports looking? the team. It's not professional enough. That's crazy. It's a polo. It's an it's a MNUSC I don't, polo. I also don't want to be caught on ESPN cameras being that guy on the sideline. <laughs> I want to look good on the. Because I need a new profile picture, so I'm hoping to get caught on camera so I can just... Okay, I didn't realize there was some yeah. ulterior oh, motive yeah, behind it. Oh, I didn't realize. There's for the gram. ulterior okay. motive. Okay. Well, I had no idea. I hope so, you enjoy sweating, I can't then. get into my Instagram. <laughs> I hope you uh, enjoy Mark sweating. Uh, I don't enjoy one, sweating. One uh, piece of advice. Wear deodorant. Don't be like Mackie, wear deodorant. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting the interview with Adrian Heath if I don't wear deodorant. Oh, yeah. A second piece of advice, bring a backup undershirt and change at halftime. Oh, I plan to. Yeah. Well, I can't change at halftime because I'm hosting the halftime. Oh, show. yeah, that's right. Unless I just like hold the mic while I take off. There's got to be a bathroom break or something that you can take advantage of and go put on a new undershirt. You're going to got... sweat through everything. I'll just do <laughs> it after the game before we go to the brew hall afterwards. I would sweat through everything. I take a shower. I mean, they have them there. It's in the I locker take, rooms. I would take a shower. Just use my I'm not going pass, to the just to go into the locker room. <laughs> yes. I need to borrow the shower. Hey, you're, you're part of the team broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. I Let would not be team, going to the I brew hall. Use their I would not be going to the brew hall without a shower. Unshowered? Yeah. Unkempt? Can you imagine that? 100 no. plus degrees? No. This is the first time I'm wearing Dude, this, this suit. The suit's getting tested. The smells that would be coming off of me. Would be would be unreal if I stood sideline and the real feel is going to be one hundred and seven degrees tomorrow. Standing on the sidelines in a suit. He asked if you got that. Rami's line. The smells, the smells off of that would be, be coming off of me. Yeah, yeah, I just make sure you capture that. that. Make sure you. Uh, I, make sure you. I want to hear that, that on, on the tape. Monday before the show starts. That'll be, he'll he'll hear that at five o'clock. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. He I'm turns sure. out right around. Yeah, he's good. No, he's good. Quick turnaround. All right. Quick turnaround. Jorge Polanco is an all star, Jen. And convincingly an all-star. Yeah. With 42% of the vote. I'm impressed. Beating out Carlos Correa and Glaber Torres of the Astros and Yankees, respectively. And Correa's been hurt for quite a while now. Yeah. So. I thought he would be the victim of name recognition and market size between Correa and Torres playing in New York. I thought Lindor would get through as well because he wasn't even he's in a the hometown guy. Three. And he didn't make the final three. Exactly right. You know what, though? What? I'm just happy that I can now go to Target Field without being inundated with announcements about pull out my phone and vote for twins. <laughs> I'm just thrilled by that. That's all you care about? Oh, yesterday was during the rain delay. I can't tell you the amount of times that they came on that. You know, they're showing people on the scoreboard. You don't care on who actually phones. made the All Star game. You're just glad you don't have to be annoyed with people asking you to you vote for the All Star game. You know what? The All Star game, game, Rami. You know what? The All Star game when I was a kid was really cool. Like, as a kid, I loved it. Really cool event. And now. The baseball All-Star game is the only one worth playing. So I'm not saying that I hate the All-Star game because in football, basketball, and hockey, deep six them. Pointless. Baseball still has a neat All-Star game, but the whole thing about now, you know, get out, get on your phone and vote for the play, vote for your, vote for all the twins. Okay, enough. Enough for me. Just enough. But you know what? Polanco, congratulations. It's very cool. Is it enough? And he deserves it. Um, no. I, Do the Twins deserve more? Absolutely. Oh, more, I, more starters or more guys when the roster starters, is Starters, I don't finalized. care. It's a, it's, it, starters, I don't care. Uh, but as far as being picked, Rosario probably should be picked. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't know. Now with, with him going on the IL today with a sprained ankle, I doubt he would play probably. That was my next question because a lot but of I think the guys... He should be picked. A lot, well, don't you? Three... 
two of the guys who we would consider as potential all stars when the backups are named. Buxton. I don't know if we want him there. All three of all three of the oh, I don't want. I don't want them. No, I no. If, if, I don't think we want any of them there. Realistically, if I'm the twins speak. personally, I don't want them. Right. But Rosario, I think should be picked. Buxton would be fun to be picked because he's so fast. But I don't think he's going to be. So that's not not a concern. Rosario is a concern because I do think he has a really good chance to be picked. Garver should be at least considered as a catcher, right? He's had a great year. Right. Uh, the guy that I think deserves it, C.J. Crone. Agreed. C.J. Crone has been. In my wildest dreams, when when uh, Tampa what DFA'd him, correct, and, mm-hmm. and the Twins claimed him off waivers and then signed him to that contract. In my wildest dreams, Rami, I could never have imagined that CJ Crone would, would be this good. Not just at the plate, too. The, oh, am- the, glove, the yeah. amount of the amount of baseballs that that man has scooped and saved Sanoan Polanco airs on has been super impressive, and. First basemen who are good at that make that assignment look super easy. Like, it's like, oh, of course he picked it, right? But then watch a guy who's not good, and you realize just how difficult that is to do. And you're saving your fellow infielders' errors. You're saving Absolutely. your pitcher runs. Like the, I know first base seems like the easiest position to play on Which a baseball drives field. drives me crazy, you too. You just stick a guy over there, and he plays catch with everybody on I the infield. I hate that, though. It's, but it's easy. It's simple. It's, no, it's not. When it's done well, when it's done really, really well, Yep. It saves a lot of runs for a baseball team. What is your problem over there, John? He's been looking at Judd. Judd, you just said, I hate that. It's easy, simple. You're the one who said that about penalty kicks and shooting three-pointers. No, no, no. I hate, but I hate the, there, there's been this long-time thing of, that guy's not good in the field, so put him at first base. And that drives me crazy. Okay. First, base is, first base is hard. Just wanted to clarify. First base you've is, been the one who said, oh, Well, penalty, penalty kicks did look simple, and then I tried them in an athlete challenge, and you know what? I've changed my opinion. I was wrong. Messi can't do him. Why, why would I was a regular wrong. guy do it? When I was in Milwaukee for three years, I was saying, why don't they put Ryan Braun at first base? Because they had, <laughs> they had like an overflow of outfielders. I was like, just put, I mean, he's always getting hurt, diving after baseballs. Yeah. He's very injury prone, running, jumping, diving. Like, you don't, you don't need to put Ryan Braun in harm's way. Put him at first base. Let's give it a try. And for three years, I said it. And people were like, you're an idiot. You're crazy. They're not going to put him at, th-. finally they did. And he was, and and I was like, "Who's the idiot now? Look who's the smart guy!" Patting myself on the back, and he was just terrible at it. <laughs> he was <laughs> couldn't awful. pick anything. No, he was just bad. Uh-huh. He didn't know the footwork. Like he didn't, he, he he didn't, he couldn't pick it. Like he was, he was impressive for somebody who'd never done it before. He never played first base at any level, so he was he was it was impressive that he picked up what he did as quickly as he did. But yep. like you said, when you see somebody who's not good at it. It really shines the spotlight on how much it means when you have somebody who is. It's hard to watch. You don't you don't realize it's it at enough, first yeah. base until you get a guy like CJ Crone doing what he's doing. So, pitchers wise, who goes? I think Barrios and Odorizzi both have a legit case to make it. They do, but I don't think they both do. Ken Rosenthal, before the actual All Star teams were announced at the Athletic, he made his own All Star rosters for both the American League and the National League. He had five twins in. He had Polanco, Kepler, Rosario. Rosario, or actually he might have had Buxton instead of Kepler. I don't remember. There were two outfielders. Well, Kepler and then, certainly could be. And then Bar- yeah. he had Barrios and Odorizzi both in. Okay. My guess is that w- is that one goes, and uh, since Odo has tailed off of late, he's not been terrible, but uh, you know he was absolutely dominant for, what, about eight starts there? I think Barrios goes for sure. And I think Barrios deserves it. And I think Barrios is going to health-provided, I think, He's going to go to several of these consecutively. He went last year. He'll go this year. I bet he goes to about five consecutive. He's that good. We'll find out on uh, Sunday. Yeah, which. and did you see when they're doing it? This was brought to my attention on the uh, uh, Score North Twin show today by Derek Wetmore, and it's a great point. It's so stupid. Can we get? Do you want to talk about this next segment? We're up against a break. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, but it is stupid so, is the correct word. So stupid. So stupid. Yep. What is it? I said on the twin show, just quickly, I said today, this is one of those ones where they should call guys like us and be like, what do you think of this idea? And you'd say, that's a terrible idea. And they'd be like, oh, thank you very much. We won't do that then. Find out what this terrible idea is when Mackie and Judd with Rami returns right after this on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Score North has launched a new podcast series. It's called Minnesota Sports Rewind, and it's where we go back and do deep dives into some of the most prominent moments 
in Minnesota sports history. Right now, you can find episodes on Twins-Tigers game 163, Twins A's from the 2002 playoffs, and Kevin Love's 30-30 and 30 game. It's Minnesota Sports Rewind on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts. Also, X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium August 1st through the 4th, featuring four days of the world's best action sports, music, and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet and musical performances from Incubus, POS, the Wu-Tang Clan, and more. Tickets and more information at xgames.com slash tickets. No Mackie today. That's Judd. I'm Rami. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. That voice you just heard is Jonathan Harrison, our trusty producer, who just told me that uh, I have 19th hole ground passes for the final day of the 3M Open to give away Judd at TPC Twin Cities in Blaine. That's going on July 2nd through the 7th. Fifth caller, you said, Jonathan? Fifth caller? Yes, fifth caller, and these tickets are for July 7th. July 7th, the final day, Sunday, July 7th at uh, TPC Twin Cities. Fifth caller to 651-646-8255 gets uh, those 19th hole ground passes. It's like a VIP package, right, Jonathan? Would that be the way to describe it? It's like a VIP package? I think that's the way to put it, yeah. Fifth caller, 651-646-8255. Five five. We're talking about an incredibly stupid idea that Rob Manfred had. Well, the latest incredibly stupid idea that Rob Manfred had before the break, Judd. And uh, this one is to announce the final All-Star rosters Sunday, 4.30 p.m., right before NBA Christmas tips off. Why? Why? Why, why is he doing this? Why? And why didn't they consider what they're doing? I don't understand this, Judd. I don't understand this. I don't. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You have to know your place. Yes. And you have to get in where you fit in calendar wise to get the most bang for your buck, exposure wise. And this is not how you do it. What do you think the front page of sports sections or the first thing that they're going to talk about on sports talk radio shows? Monday morning is going to be after the MLB All-Star rosters are announced. It's going to be the NBA it's free agency. Of course agency. it is. Of yeah. course it is. And it should be. And the NBA does a masterful job. And and why baseball would be so haughty as to think that they can, oh, we'll just do this at 4.30. And for someone not to say, again, call me. I'll tell you. That's a bad idea. Yeah. That's a bad idea. The other thing, too, is... I understand the philosophy of saying, well, we'll announce the starters on Thursday night, and then we'll get them again on Sunday. But no, it's 2019. Do it all at once. Dominate it. Do the rosters, the starters. Let's stop doing this deal of, you know, the starters on Thursday, and then the reserves. So we'll get more space in newspapers or online or on sports. No, 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 no. Do it all at once. Make it up. Make it an event. All-star teams, here they are. Here are your starters, here are your reserves, here are your pitchers, here's the bullpens, right? Make it an, make it an event. Instead of, instead of somehow in a, a warped sense of importance, thinking to yourself, two bites at the apple, and it'll be a big deal. When you're naming your reserves, your reserves are going up against the NBA, the start of NBA free agency. Your reserves, not your starters. Yeah. So why didn't you just unveil the whole thing in prime time last night? That would be like football saying, we're going to announce half the schedules on Wednesday, and then on Thursday we got you again because the other half comes up. No, they do it. They, they make it make it an event. The, the model for non-on-the-ice, on-the-court, on-the-field things in 2019 should be, how can you make one thing an event? Instead of thinking in the archaic way, uh, we'll get two bites at the apple. And you're right, it's just stupid. And Rob Manfred, among com- commissioners, has disappointed me time and time again because I thought here's a young guy who gets it. You know, Bud was old. Bud was old school. Bud served the owners well, but I don't know that he consistently served the game well all the time. And I thought Manfred's going to be with it. Adam Silver, right? A guy mm-hmm. like that. He's going to be with it. He's going to get it. And Rami, time and time again, I he does things, and I said, what What are you doing? He do the get the basics right first. And he misses on the basics so often. Like the, as far as an, as far as a commissioner of a league, the first thing I would do, day one of the job, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to look at a calendar, and I'm going to figure out 
How do where where what windows can I capitalize on for the most exposure for my sport, the most buzz, the most chatter around my sport? Mm-hmm. All star games only matter so much. Who makes an all star game only matters so much to fans and to people who do jobs like we do for a living. It only matters so much, and it, it's not going to take precedence over NBA free agency. It's simply not, and so. When you're putting together like a, let's take first take for example, right? Debate show like first take. You want the yep. A, you want the A block. You want the first segment of first take to be the debate of did this guy deserve to be in the All Star game? Yep. Was this guy snubbed? Yep. And it's there's only so many windows in the calendar where that's that's going to be top of mind top of the the number one discussion happening in the sports world where you can make it the number one debate and the number one discussion happening in the sports world and it's not on the same day as NBA free agency well and also why not just dominate the whole thing why not just right. have your starters your reserves everybody named and then you know what you get you you're going to get your attention this morning would have been perfect you're, you would have gotten, and, and I'm sure the starters did, but you would have gotten your, your attention. And instead to come back and do this on a Sunday against, against the start of free agency, which everyone, including me, thinks is fantastic. But you know what else? Unless there's been reports that I have not seen, how does baseball look at the National Football League and basketball? And I understand that those two leagues are, are salary cap leagues, so the game financially is different. But how do they look at the, at those two leagues and the interest that they generate during their non-playing months right? and not say, we got to do something? You know, I, I'm sorry. I've harped on this before, and I will continue to. To have Bryce Harper and Manny Machado sit on that market until a baseball fan like me, and, and I'm not sure about you, but a baseball fan like me, and I love the sport, didn't care. By the time Bryce Harper went to the Phillies, I was almost like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then I look at I look at Sunday in the NBA again, a sport that is not is is of the major sports I watch. The men's major sports is number four on my list, and I'm excited for it. They got me a near fifty year old guy, and I don't know if they care. They probably don't. But anyway, the point being, a near fifty year old guy who does not love basketball can't wait for this because it's so much fun. And yet baseball, which I love, just continues to be like, well, the guy's, yeah, he's out there. Right. A month goes by, two months go by, three months go by, he's out there. Right. These are the things that I thought Manfred would take major steps to try and solve and incentivize somehow. And and you've got a network, MLB network. How are you not actively coming up with ideas for programming on that thing constantly? The NBA is fantastic. The NFL has turned its schedule release. Rami, it's schedule release. We know who teams are going to play. Into a TV special. All we're waiting for right. is dates. Right. Into a TV special. And yet baseball sits there with a, with a commissioner who's not exactly an old man. Baseball sits there and takes no notes. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what Rob Manfred does all day in his office in the ML in the Major League Baseball Commissioner's office. I literally have no idea what he does all day. It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. Co- content creators yeah. have hours to fill, or they have a a page to fill. How much? How 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 much of how much of the two hours of first take? Do you think you're getting MLB All Star discussion on Monday? How how much of the front page? Just even, even even in cities, well, they'll get some because ESPN's going to carry that show, so they they will get. ESPN some. is going to forget about it as soon as NBA but, free agency starts. Yes. They have an hour and a half on ESPN. Yeah, no, I'm. That's it. I'm not. I agree with you. I'm not debating your point. You're, it's a great point. Even in cities that won't be involved in NBA free agency, what's going to be top of page? On a Monday in Minnesota what on Monday morning, does, what your team might do or doesn't do, right? It, it D'Angelo Russell probably here, right? Yeah. The most basic of things that a commissioner can do is get his calendar right. Who are? It's not that hard. But who who are Manfred's people? Then? And he's busy wanting to change rules in the game. But who, are, but who are his people? I don't know. And how do you not surround yourself? And I, I've said, said this for years now. If you're a commissioner, or I don't know, if you run a radio station. How do you not try and surround yourself with 25-year-old, really smart kids who might have some ideas that you say, well, that's goofy and dumb, but also might have brilliant ideas, and they know how people who you desperately want to draw in think? 
Like, is this just a bunch of older guys around Manfred being like, well, we all have done it this way, so it's fantastic. How does you know? How do you not have a twenty-six-year-old Harvard grad who comes to you and says, "Rob, you, you, this this all-star idea is really flawed. Here's how we fix Your it." Your whole calendar is jacked up. Yes, the whole thing. Yeah. And while we're at it, while we're belly aching about Major League Baseball, how's Mitch Garver? How they don't have the technology to add Mitch Garver to the vote? He's still a write-in all the way up until That's the great. end. I, yeah, I don't you can't you can't have your your webmaster log in. At MLB.com and add Mitch Garver's name as an easy click vote. He's got to stay a write-in because he didn't start opening day. And I'm sure Mitch Garver is not the only guy who got screwed by this. But that's like the easiest of things that you, the easiest, most basic of things that you can fix. Rob Manford whiffs on what because he's got his eye on, I don't know, putting a runner on on second base in the twelfth inning. He's got an eye on a pitch clock. He's got a, got an eye on a, a pitcher having to face three batters. He's trying to fix a bunch of things that aren't wrong with the game while missing on the most basic of things. But shouldn't you have people at least who can come to you and tell you to fix those things? You would think so. Like if you want to be focused on on field stuff, that's your big thing. If that's your big platform, and you're like, that's my big thing, wouldn't you think as a commissioner of any sport? That you would have people who could come to you and be like, okay, Rob, I know that you are are um, fixated on a guy at the start of the 13th being on second base, but here's an all-star problem we've got, and I can fix it. Or here's how you fix it. And yet it doesn't get done. This is, this is as disappointed as I've been in a commissioner from the sense of what I assumed was going to be change and really has been very, very little change. But these are the same people... And and it's Manfred, and it's the people who own these teams. These are the same people who, when Mark Cuban, who I understand is not a might not be a great guy, but he's an interesting guy, right? He's an interesting guy with interesting ideas. And they basically said, "You can't buy the Cubs. No way, can't do it." It's like, oh, why? Because he knows how the NBA works, which, by the way, might help you steal mm-hmm. steal ideas. Baseball, it would not be the worst thing in the world right. if baseball got an NBA guy to own a major franchise who could then say, you know what the NBA does here? And if you're Manfred and his people and you don't listen... No, he would have rocked the boat with good ideas. Yeah, then you're an idiot. God forbid. Then you are an idiot if you don't listen to what the ideas are. Because the NBA has gone from... 30 years ago, basically being on par with the National Hockey League. And as much as I love that sport, it's got a lot of problems. To now being the second most popular sport and growing, I believe, behind football. You know who I'd hire as a consultant if I was Rob Manfred? I know this was somebody who didn't make a lot of fans. Well, I would just hire myself as commissioner. If I was a 30 MLB Can owner, for you? I'd just fire. Yeah, you'd be my right-hand man. I like this. We have great ideas. I like how this we sounds. We work well together. I like how this sounds. But I would hire David Stern. Yeah. Just as a consultant, yeah. just an ear, just somebody to lend me an ear and give me some advice. Yep. On some decisions like this. Well, and he's, he's the, the guy who got the NBA set up as well as it's set up. Absolutely. Oh and, yeah, the NBA was a And David Silver, Adam Silver, excuse on. me, has done an awesome job of of grabbing the torch and running with it and keeping the thing moving forward and continuing to come up with with new ideas that keep the sport fresh and, and alive and new and something that young people are interested in. Mm-hmm. While Rob Manfred has no idea what's important in terms of growing his sport and keeping it fresh and new. Has no idea whatsoever. He's completely lost. He's as, he's as lost as Miguel Sano is in the batter's box as a commissioner. Unfortunately, you're, I don't think you're wrong. I thought you would be wrong. I thought I thought he was going to do a lot of things. When the National Football League approaches Silver... The National Football League, most popular thing out there, right? Right. And they approach him and and have interest in him becoming their commissioner, which is very, very smart. And baseball yet sits there and says, well, we're baseball. We can't, you know, no, no, no. What are you doing? (laughs) I don't know. You know, you should be stealing pages from the National Football League and, and NBA playbooks executives constantly. Constantly. Right. Nonstop. And it hurts me because... Same as you, we love this sport. It's my favorite sport. It's a great sport. I want to see it stay healthy and, and the, grow. And the Twins being good is fantastic. It's so much fun. But yet you see this league at times just flail away. And here's the other really confusing and um, damning part, and it just stinks. Baseball teams now are run by a lot of smart people, young people. 
Mm-hmm. It's exactly who should be running baseball. Right. Yeah. Right? You know who would be a good choice for next commissioner, if not me? No, not you, Jonathan. I think I think I know who you're going to say. Who? Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein. Yep. That's the dude. That's the dude. Because you know what? He's got good ideas. It's a logical choice. He's got good ideas. Exactly. And he might, at this point, be skewing old. I want young people to run this thing. He's got a little gray going on. And Actually, he, he's quite a bit, and he's quite not a young bit of gray. He's not young. I think he's like in his 40s. But anyway. I'm going to convince myself that. In oh, your 40s pretty old. No. In your 40s Jonathan, tell young. him. 40s getting old. Sorry, no. dude. Yeah, 40 is. I'm almost old, 50. Buddy. I'm old. You're the getting old. I'm going to say. Yeah, he's right. Don't I, trust it. And I said the same thing when I was entering my 30s. So I'm completely delusional and just trying to convince myself. Of no, no, 30s old. Uh, er, I, I, I told myself, early 30s, you're still young. When you get to your late 30s, you're getting old. No. Now I'm telling myself the same thing about the 40s. Early 40s, you're still a young guy. Late no. 40s, you're old. I'm sorry, but no. Nobody asked you. When you start to accept Easy. the fact Jeez. that you might die at some point, you're old. <laughs> that day will come. It's Gosh, come for me. Quick. No, it's, it's the truth. I'm never going to. When you're afraid of that. death, you're young, and then eventually you're like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm still terrified. Well, still at that point. Well, yeah, I'm still terrified of death, yeah, see, so that yeah. means I'm still young. I'm fine with it. Are you really? Oh, yeah. It no, happens to man. everybody. I know, no, no, no. At your guy's age. I'm terrified At your it. guy's age, I it was too. keeps me up at night. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I am not criticizing <laughs> either one of you for feeling that way. I'm just saying, one day you wake up and you're like, yeah, at some point I'm going to die. And then you're you up at night. You just lay in bed thinking we all die someday. Yeah, I have panic attacks. Why? It sucks. I don't know. Because I'm so scared of it. Well, you know what, though? At your age, again, I can see that. Because it's not, it's impossible to process I'll until a certain age. i freak out and just like, I had to go walk around. That's weird. All right. I don't, think it's, that, got dark. I don't think it's that weird. We just got philosophical. That's it. Yeah, we did. I don't think that that's weird. I've never thought so I much. I've never thought it. so much about death that it keeps me up at night, and I need to go for long walks. I don't need to go for long walks. I just need to get out of my bed and just like walk around the house for a little bit until you down. until you stop thinking about our inevitable fate. Yes. All right. He thinks about soccer, and then he's fine. I mean, you're not wrong. I know. Some of us that in Marvel Comics. Some of us die a terrible death and write that down every week, and we will write things down and I hold each other accountable ago. for things we've written down in the past. Write that down. Mackie and Judd with Rami score north on fifteen hundred in the Score North mobile app.